Hi, and welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. My name's Chris, and it's fantastic to have you back with us for another video. And in today's video, we're going to continue the VeChain mini series talking to the team. And we've got none other than Antonio, the CTO of vchain so we sat down with uh, antonio to talk about everything vchain talking about what the team are working on and everything that you could associate with vchain fantastic interview watch right until the the very end and if you missed the other interviews that we've done check out the youtube channel uh, subscribe click the notification bell selecting all notifications so you don't miss the next one right let's get down to the interview all right so thanks for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule antonio to, to spend it with us and our audience really appreciate that um should we start perhaps uh, talk a little bit about yourself your background uh, how you got into blockchain uh, and started working at vchain yeah uh first of all thanks for having me chris it's a pleasure to be talking to you today i'm antonio senatore i'm the cto of, uh, of vchain uh, joined VeChain in October 2021, so it's two years now, literally. I'm a computer engineer, so I'm a technologist by education. Um, many years, spent many years in, in consulting, six years in Accenture and uh, I think 11 in Deloitte. My last role was in Deloitte, where I was a director and a global CEO for blockchain and everything related to crypto in the organization. So a lot of travel, a lot of projects, a lot of clients. During these travels, I met Sunny Lou 2018 in New York at Consensus, and uh, just I saw his stand and I approached him, and I knew he was working already with one of my clients, which which happened to be Renato from DMB, and we started chatting. I liked his idea, his his vision of bringing blockchain to, to real use and to real transaction and to really bridge the gap for enterprise use, uh, which and all these ideas he had around you know fee delegation and uh, the whole consensus mechanism, mechanism etc. So we started working together with, between VeChain, Deloitte, DMV and other clients and uh, after a few years I decided to jump on the other side of the pond as they say to finally join a, a startup and a crypto company focusing 100% on blockchain development. So that's me in brief. I've done a few years of startups as well three years in Ubay Software. I actually met the CEO, my former CEO here in the offices, <laughs> a few, uh, yesterday, met him yesterday, and um, one year in MobileWare. So I have you know, a few years under the belt in the startup environment. Awesome, and um, can we talk about your, your role at VeChain? You know, what is it that you do at VeChain? Yes. Uh, probably quite a lot, but yeah. Yeah, no, there, there is a lot. lot. Uh, Wrapping up, the CTO is the head of technology. So my, my, my first role, it's an executive role, so I sit in the steering committee of VeChain as well. So I have a voting power for, when it, for all the matters related to the governance of the problem. As a CTO, head of technology, I, I'm in charge of the technology team. So hiring the team, growing the team, uh, building a culture of delivering around the team, and then defining what our roadmap is. What are we going to deliver? What are we going to build? And there are different things. Some things are tools, are, are things for the community, you know, for others to build on top of each other. Some other things are improvements in the product, which I work with uh, Peter Zhu, who is my peer, is our uh, chief scientist. And we work together uh, with R&D. He looks after R&D, so there are changes to the protocol to be made. 
it's infrastructure, so making sure we have nodes available for everyone to use. Uh, and can be application level, so solutions for clients, for customers that want to build on B-Chain. So how do we bridge the Web2 users to the Web3? Yeah. Uh, so that, that's pretty much what I do. Uh, it's, it's, in the end, it's technology. Uh, my other, there is another aspect of my job. It's also building the community of developers around B-Chain. So listening to the community, and we are trying to run uh, events where we have master classes uh, and where we teach about VeChain and all the tools that we offer and we try to understand what else we need to build for the community that they can leverage. So it's also a community building uh, type of, uh, of, of role and I always show up at the masterclass. I like to meet people, like to talk to them and, and to see what, what, do you, what would you like us to do. Yeah, yeah and I, like we went to the one in Paris so yes. um, yeah like testimonial for me like it's definitely worth going if you've got the opportunity to go definitely go um, and you've got some others coming up yes uh, I think now we I think we have only one which is an hackathon mm -hmm. uh, in collaboration with EZA app uh, EZA is a um, you know learn to earn platform application uh, for many platform that they, they've done also for VeChain we reached 10,000 developers that have completed all the challenges, that was quite amazing. We had 500 as a target in my life, so you do 10,000. It means that there is interest around VeChain, yeah. we are doing the right things. So in Boston, we're gonna run a hackathon around. Uh, it's gonna be more focused on sustainability and what are use cases around sustainability, what do you have in mind, what do you wanna build for sustainability? That's, that, that's really it. Uh, 200 developers, will be selected, are being selected at the moment to, to join that hackathon. So awesome. we're looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds sounds really good. Well, I, I guess, first of all, is there a typical day for, for yourself uh, at VeChain? And, what, <laughs> and if so, what, what does a typical day look it, like? It's a difficult question. Mm -hmm. but it, and uh, when it's not a typical day, I travel, yeah. you know, usually. Or I mean, Sunny uh, and the rest of the executive team, or I meet you know, I go and meet the community clients, or I go to events. Um, sometimes once a week, I try to meet the team in the office. That's already a different day because all I do is get there and then start talk to everyone. How are you doing? I, I try to, you know, talk to the people. Yeah. When I'm not in the office meeting the team, and when I'm, I'm working from home, I mean, first thing I do is have a chat with my assistant to say, okay, what do we need to do today? Look at my calendar, all the meetings that I have. Um, then I try to talk to all project teams, uh, so I get into one-to-one -one with the product managers and say, where are we, uh, what's happening, any issues, no, we are, we are okay, it's just five minutes. I try, I try not to have too many meetings, it's really a slack call, 30 seconds. Um, I usually have tasks then that can be, I, I lock three hours a day for tasks, could be presentations, could be documentation, could be anything and I tr I'm trying to leave myself one hour a day to code because yeah. I still think a developer sh uh, CDO should do technology well, should not that well and uh, I do that at least one hour a day and then towards one hour, one hour and a half a day I, I try to towards the end or soon after lunch I I'll try to give to my myself for learning. It's a lot of stuff to learn in this space and uh, from AI to some more advanced crypto techniques to what other projects are doing, 
uh, or to new languages or anything, anything in the tech space, security, which is a big, big topic right now. So anything. that's my typical day, you know, meetings, chatting with everyone, doing a bit of work, three hours for myself, learning, it's every day. Uh, and that's it. The thing is, the day never ends. For the CTO, I get marketing, they text me at 8 p.m. and there's something I need to do on Twitter, something on LinkedIn. It's, it's literally 24-7, never ends. I try, I try to stop, I try to go to the gym after, after the day of work, of early morning sometimes, but it's, it's, it's literally never, never ends because there's always something you need to look. Yeah, I, I, I feel that, because like, yeah, it's 24-7, it's not yes. like the market closes, is no. it? So, um, what are some of the really exciting things you and the team are working on? Well, to, first of all, today today we we have launched the new wallet VWord mobile version. We launched VWord already in February, February March, as a, as a, how can I say as a as a browser extension, and VChain was missing the browser extension extension for too long. Honestly, too long. A bit of my fault. I should have probably pushed a little bit harder, but it was out uh, in February, and the community is enjoying it. We have redone our wallet mobile. It looks so sleek and so beautiful. I really love it. So I just restyled the latest version. We are announcing in a few minutes. Um, and also our reward application to, you know, is out and uh, it's been you know, updated and it's really nice for all the community node holders, X nodes, AM to claim the benefits in a, in a much slicker way, if I may say. But what I'm excited of, there's a lot of stuff. Like one thing I'm excited is the fact that Vorge is becoming more and more a web tree as a service platform with a lot of features. And uh, you know, we are now announced an integration directly. And I think you guys have seen Vorge already, but now there's an integration into World of E-Marketplace. And you literally meet your NFT, your tokens, what do you do? You move to your wallet or you want to trade them somewhere and with one click it goes into a marketplace. I'm excited because we can add more marketplaces in the future, whoever wants. We will do that for free for them. Any marketplace on chain that is operating or is about to operate, you can reach out and we will integrate. That's exciting. And then we will try to do what we call marketplace as a service. Anyone with one click to spin off their own marketplace. It's a difficult job, but I think we are, we are a few months away. We are a few months away. That's exciting. We are also, we do sustainability. So what is my excitement now is we are designing a few apps which really mean Web3 for better. How do we use Web3 uh, primitives for sustainability? And there is two, three use cases we're working on around, you know, sustainable behavior. I don't want to give it away too much. And trust me, in the next six months, probably something will come out. But they're difficult to build, not technically. It's, it's an ecosystem of players. It's the user that is behaving well, but there's got to be a sponsor, and there's got to be someone that checks, and there's got to be a, the, then the technology that delivers the, the incentivization. So that's the most, most exciting part, I think, for the future. Continuing building the team here, it's, uh, it's, also, it's also exciting. Yeah, and uh, we're in Dublin to, today, and obviously, you know, the, the whole team's here, and yeah. um, maybe it's worth just touching on, on what it is that you, you guys are working on here. In Dublin today, we have a three days, yeah, our team is scattered. Hmm. Dublin is the technology center, but we have, I think in Dublin, we are about 15 or so. 
we have more than 10, almost the same number in, uh, in Ireland, uh, sorry, in uh, Italy, apologies, everywhere in Italy, yeah. north to south. <laughs> then you get guys in Spain, in France, then you get guys in Donegal here in Ireland. Mm. We got a bunch of people in Donegal. We got guys in Cork, uh, Galway. Uh, and so we use, every, every couple of months, I try to bring everyone together. And everyone needs to know what we're working on. And, you know, and we, we brainstorm about a few things. One is where each project is and how each project can benefit the others. It's a moment of, you know, recognition, but also reflection. Uh, it's, it's basically one year and three months that this team exists. But at the beginning we were four, five. Now we are around 40, it's, it's plus contractors, so yeah. we are close to the 55, 60, uh, and it's a recognition of, like, you know, when you create an organization as a startup at the beginning, it's literally creating the cloud account, the GitHub account, can, can you, now we look at what we have, DevOps, extremely complicated DevOps stuff, uh, extremely complicated cloud architecture, all our crypto projects, our GitHub is huge, which we're going to make public very soon, uh, and other things, so we, it's exciting. What we are doing now today for the rest of the day is talk about those use cases around sustainability, which one we want to prioritize and how we go about them. There are some discussion. Now, we, 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 the way we work is very, it's a flat structure. Everyone talks yeah. and everyone contradicts the CTO. They actually enjoy that, I think. <laughs> but it's, it's my style. I don't care. I don't have an ego and I don't want to. I, I, all I care is about delivery. And discussion about do we build from scratch. There are a lot of sustainability apps or companies out there that are all do, already doing a lot of work in the Web 2. Can we bring them to the Web 3? How do we do that? Can we get in touch with them? Can we, do they already offer ways to integrate with them so that then it becomes a lot easier? So in the afternoon will be this one, will be ideation. Uh, for, but for the last couple of days it's been recognition, summary of where we are, where we come across, like the first day of each in Europe was the CDO room empty, where he was trying to set up the company and now we have so many people, all the projects and now finally ideation. Excellent. And um, I think that you touched on um, like building the team uh, yeah. and how important that is. Now we get asked quite a lot from, from people in the community like uh, that are thinking about perhaps getting into to blockchain uh, like for work, right? Yeah, how, how yeah. it was for me. <laughs> yeah, how how uh, how do people best transition from perhaps say web two to to web three in your experience? It's it's a uh, it's a good question. If there are developers, I got into the web three because I heard about Bitcoin. I think in twenty eleven, I read the white paper and I didn't see a point in it. I'll be honest with you. But then there was. Um, at the time, I think there was the Assange case and the fact that he had all his bank accounts shut down and he, he, he managed to pay whatever he had to pay, lawyers, etc. with Bitcoin. So he could receive offers in Bitcoin, he could receive payments and make payments in Bitcoin, which made me understand, okay, financial privilege is really something <laughs> important that, you know, I gave it for granted simply because we give it for granted, stupidly, I have to say. Uh, that, that got me into the Web3 at the beginning, but I didn't see anything more than that. Then I went to the DevCon 2 in Shanghai, where Ethereum came up, and I started looking at that. 
with curiosity. And then I went to Shanghai uh, with Deloitte to check what are they doing. Was that come to, so it probably was 2016. I'm pretty much sure, sure it was September. And that's where I learned about Web3, the decentralized web and the decentralized nature. And I come from big data uh, architecture. I was the head of big data at Deloitte where it's kind of the opposite. Concept is large data set managed for you by large organization. It's not really data sovereignty there. And uh, at the time was also the time of the Snowden files coming out. So another big event around privacy and privilege, if, if I may. So it really got me to Web3 to say, okay, I need to do the right thing. And um, I think the transition within Web2 and Web3, first of all, you need to understand why you want to transition within Web2 and Web3. Really, Chris, why you want to do that? Uh, what it is that you're passionate about? In our case, it's Web3 for better, for VeChain is sustainability. The belief that we can bring sustainability to the people to make it real and to make sure that people can benefit from a sustainable behavior and organizations and the society. And it is very simple because so much, so long has been a little bit up in the air. Uh, and I don't think enforcing regulation is the way. It is, it is important, but incentivizing good behavior will go a longer way, a much longer way. That, that's, my, that's my view. So you need to do why, you need to know why you're doing it first of all. If you don't understand why you're not you're doing it, you really don't get the primitives. Okay. Now to go in, I always suggest if you're a developer, you need to read the white paper of Satoshi. And you need to understand it deeply. And you need to know the basic cryptography primitives. And then I'll get into a layer one uh, multipurpose blockchain, hopefully we chain, like a be Ethereum, anything else and learn about Solidity, how the app works, try to learn how wallet works, how you store your keys, uh, what are the, you know, how can you write an SDK to create your own wallet, try, try to learn all these, these primitives that are important, and then all, all will come together over time. But have in your head to why you're doing it, because otherwise you get lost. Yeah. What you try to do is to, you tend to centralize everything. You create Web2 apps into Web3, and, they don't make sense. We've seen a lot of those. Yeah. So that's my, my advice. Learn the reasons of the Web3. Why Web3 is there? Why Bitcoin is there? And, and then the way they function. Where do you see uh, the stuff that you're working on with VeChain in, say, five, ten years' time? It's the stuff I'm working on with in five, ten years' time is really sustainability apps that will be embedded into apps on your mobile or on your car or on whatever you do on your travel card uh, anywhere that will automatically, if you want, uh, incentivize good behavior. So you, they can track your data or you can inform that you have done something. And we see that applied to every aspect of sustainability. We see supply chain always as a big thing for us and product passport a massive thing. So we, we imagine a future where every piece of product has a passport and there's a data trail that everyone can track to and you can even understand who built that thing if the if the worker was kind of you know properly paid sustainable type of work good working conditions etc but also materials is it recyclable etc and then we I, I imagine an explosion thanks to this to recycling and secondary market and I can imagine secondary marketplaces as NFT 
I can imagine a world of digitals where digital and physical merge together and you can, you can really create a digital experience with your physical world items enhancing that. That could be anything, but even if it's not that, you, the fact that you have a digital password that you can trust your product and you can resell in the future, uh, that would be great. And I can even imagine a, you know, a sense of ownership where people will play gamification things to, I don't know, if I recycle these ones and someone else recycles and recycles and I, or se sells on a secondary market, I'd still get some tokens because I was the initial owner of it. So I can imagine gamification mechanism as well into this space. So I think sustainability will play everywhere. So I see us playing a little bit everywhere to the products, into the people behavior, into marketplaces, uh, etc. So it's exciting, but you know, it's really the beginning of the journey. And blockchain needs to come, the web tree needs to come a long way. But you know, Vitalik recently said a few months ago, he was talking about account abstraction, which is finally a way where we can have. I said today to him almost like a browser to access all the blockchains. You know, it has the mempool that, and, and and all the other features that you, with one wallet. You don't, you don't need to store the seed, it, it has a, it's, it's an on-chain wallet and effectively you can access a multiple amount of, uh, of blockchains along the they interoperate and have the, the mempool. That could open really to 1 billion users because it could make any app effectively become a blockchain wallet and you can probably use federated type of identity in that sense and, and, and have everyone with a wallet. I think that's that's really the first step for the whole Web3 community to finally get everyone with a wallet easily. Uh, I think Vitalik thinks it's going to be 10 years, I think he said, uh, until it really becomes mainstream. I, it could be earlier, but maybe even if it's 10, at least we have something to look forward to. We have a solution. It's just about to push it up. Yeah. It's, a long, it's a long journey because Web3, when I said to you at the beginning, learn what is Web3 and why you're doing it, changes heavily the dynamics of the way we transact and even the, the very fabric of our business models and our financial system, etc. So it's, it's a big revolution and it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, I think it, it demonstrates how early we still are like in, in the journey, right? If it's going to be another you know, 10 years or so. People I mean, say we are like in the internet in the early 90s. I don't think so. I think it's even earlier than that. I think we are uh, a protocol definition in the 60s and 70s where we were trying the ARP network and connect two PCs and you had the two PC. Con we are at that level. So we are still trying to work on protocols to make them interoperable, etc. Uh, one guy told me, we are probably, for those who are more technical, I remember Unix programming, the Stevens book, which was networking programming in, the, in Unix, which was explaining the whole stack, how the socket works and how we, would you run internet working between. And we are, we are at that level where we have the network, but we need to build the protocols on top. I don't know, maybe that's, that's, that's the thing, but uh, we are very, very, very early, we'll be, we'll be considered pioneers in 20, 30 years time, people will laugh at some of the stuff we've done and that's normal. I mean, it, it's okay. It's okay. There'll be a lot of failures. Uh, it's part of the journey. There'll be some 
bad behavior. We have already seen that. That's again part of the innovation. Uh, think there be bad behaviors in other uh, technological. Uh, we've seen bad behaviors in big data, for instance. Yeah. Have we? And traditional I mean, finance. Traditional finance. Yeah. Regulators. We've seen bad, bad behavior everywhere. So we will still see a bit in the, in the crypto space. It's normal. And um, yeah, I wanted to say like a big thank you for obviously you know coming away from, from the you. team and everything that you're doing today to spend it with uh, us and, and the audience and uh, a big thank you for sort of giving us access to the team. I think it's going to be fantastic to show some more of the people behind VeChain as a as a brand. I think um, it's going to be very very insightful for people. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So that was Antonio from VeChain. Fantastic to have him on the channel. Uh, fantastic interview. Very insightful. Let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below. If you enjoyed this uh, interview, mash up the like button. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed already. Tap in that bell, selecting all the notifications so you never miss a video. And we will catch you in the next one.